Welcome to Such Fun, a podcast devoted to the discussion, education, and celebration of all things fisting. If you're a curious newbie or an elbow deep connoisseur, this podcast is for you. We are two gays that love to fist. I'm Big Butt Geek. And I'm Jazmataz. We're going to have such, such fun. fun. Such fun. Such fun. <laughs> that was cute. Such fun. So we're joined today by an award-winning fisting and fetish superstar. Um, since 2017, he's been pushing the boundaries of sex, fetish, art, and filmmaking through his website. In an ever-changing and fickle porn industry, he's remained a fierce ambassador for the art of fisting, promoting safety, sobriety, and connection. Ladies and gentlemen, pigs and pups, it is the one and only Axel Abyss. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so, so happy to have you on this. Well, thank you, for, um, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's nice to see you again. Yeah, it's been a while. How did, how did you two first meet? We Let's met, tell that story. <laughs> gosh, we must have met in Berlin, actually. We did. I think it was like five or six years ago. Oh, my yeah. God. Five, yeah, five years ago, probably. Because you did I that was, video with... Sorry, go ahead. I, I was hosting the... Fundelux, I think, was it? Yep, yeah. I was hosting the Fundelux in in Berlin, and that's where we met. Yeah, that was a fun weekend. It was a very fun <laughs> weekend, and you were shooting with Logan Moore, was it? I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was uh, organized, like produced by the organizer of uh, Fundelux. He wanted to shoot his first porn, so it was a interesting situation. It was it was really fun. Uh, although it was the first time I was shooting porn after a fisting night, like a fisting orgy, basically, and I I won't do it again, <laughs> <laughs> ever. That was a really bad idea, like terrible schedule. Like I was wrecked, like I was bruised, and I and then we were like, okay, let's shoot a porn, and yeah. Yeah, What's I think fun? yeah, I think you've got a bit more um, savvy with that. I think when 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 I met you, you you're like okay, every PlayStation has to be for the camera as much as I'd love to play with other people. Like I have to be, you know, ready for the camera <laughs> because I'm yeah. actually just ruined. Yeah, so now it's always like porn and then the fisting party. Yeah, makes sense. Because we he's a businessman. Yeah, yeah. We after after you shot the porn, then there was another orgy, and you were being passed around. <laughs> <laughs> yes, passed around and I was party there. home, as they like to say. Yeah, like a little French patisserie, just a little... <laughs> <laughs> and also, that was two or three hours before my flight. So, yeah, it was an intense weekend, but very good memory. So that was that was some wet-ass pussy on the... Oh, uh, yeah. Playing her. <laughs> Why is this seat damp? You don't want to know, madam. <laughs> um, and how did we meet? We met last year in London, isn't it? We did, yeah. Yeah, around around Pride. Yes, yes. London Pride. Um, yeah. I think, so I think I did a fangirly um, illustration of you, which you very graciously um, liked and shared. Um, it's very crude, but <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think my intention was there. So, um, yeah. And, and luckily you really liked, liked it. I loved it. I loved it. I love your work. I mean, you're the only guy I know doing that kind of art. So it's, it, yeah, it's incredible. I love it. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's weird because I, I mean, I just went to the Tom of Finland exhibition yesterday, which I mean, there's some obvious parallels. Not that I'm anywhere near that league, of course, but um, as much as I love it and it's so sexy and it resonates so much, it's like, I, you know, it's, it is just, it's, it's grey, it's black, it's, um, it's, it's, it's dark, it's seedy, which, which is fantastic. But then I always, my, my intention was always like, but that's not my experience of this. It's fun. It's colourful. It's silly. It's ridiculous. And so I always wanted to bring that across and just make it light and colourful. And now there's bubbles and stars. And um, uh, and I've got a whole other project going on as well. So yeah. So I'm. I'm always, so it was always really gratifying that someone like you kind of saw saw what saw what I was doing and um, saw saw value in yeah. it and encouraged it, which is massive for an artist as well. For a lot of people, fisting should be like red black and white or mostly red and black and i'm like yeah but no it's it's colorful it's, it's fun it should be fun so you can wear anything you want it's like 
I was hosting that fisting event and the organizer tell me, yeah, you have to wear black and red. And I'm like, I don't have black and red. All my outfits are like blue, turquoise, because turquoise is my favorite color. So it's, it's like, oh no, it's too gay. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a fisting event. Like, of course it's too gay. <laughs> I would have said to him, do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to pull the name card, but I'm Axel fucking abyss. I'll wear, I'll, I'll wear turquoise if I want to. No names, but my rule is wear the fuck you want, like anything, any, any color. Who cares, really? Yeah, I think, I think someone on Twitter recently was like, you know, I mean, a really um, well-known fisting top, and he was like, oh, sometimes I feel really bad. Like I don't have any proper gear. I don't have any rubber or this and that. And I was like, gear does not replace skill. No. And he's clearly no, no. very skilled. Everyone's like, yes, like we, we know how skilled you are. I, I don't care if you're there in your pants or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you, oh, of course. you, you bring oh, connection to the table and skill so that nothing else really yeah. matters, really. Yeah, no, I, I totally get the hanky code thing. And, you know, you want to read because you want people to know that you're into fisting and stuff. But it's not that mandatory. Um, and yeah, the outfit, I mean, it's like drag. It just put whatever on you know you want to feel sexy you want to feel fun you want to feel whatever you want to feel and express and yeah anything's fine can you just pause we just pause the conversation for a second yeah um i just love the way you say the word fisting it turns me on so much can you say like <laughs> can you say fisting a few more times for me fisting oh yes <laughs> is it is it weird no it's lovely <laughs> how do you say fisting in french we don't have a word in it we, we say J'aime le fist. J'aime le fist. Oh, that's sexy too. Yeah, okay, that's good. Uh, like, I love fist. Yeah. Fist, fist moi. Fist me. What is it in German? Fisten. Fisten. I like that. Sounds like a kind of sausage. They, they just, <laughs> they take away the, the, the ing and put an en on most things. Yeah, that's, that's, like, sort, of, that's sort of the German like, way. <laughs> fisten, punchen. Punchen. <laughs> punchen you. <laughs> Why in French you say punch moi? Punch more. Punch me, punch more. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Mm. It's like dessert. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us, um, so how did you get started in, in interfacing? What was your first experience? How did you begin this crazy journey? So it all began with porn. It always does, doesn't it? Like, yeah. I, watch, I, I saw my first fisting porn when I was like, yeah, I don't think I can say it, but very, very young, uh, very young. And it was more like it was, you know, um, Rotten.com. Yeah, I've heard of Rotten. That. Yeah. Like it's a website that posts like a lot of trashy gore, um, really awful stuff. And it's the kind of thing you want to see when you're a teenager and you're dark and you hate everybody. Um, so <laughs> with my best girlfriend, we would spend hours on that website and then we stumble upon like, um, that gay fisting scene of like two leather daddies, probably, most probably German. And it was really rough, like really rough. And we were like way too young and I got traumatized. But then (laughs) I was traumatized in a way that I couldn't stop thinking about it until I had to try it myself. And, And then I started playing with my fingers and toys I mean, not toys at the time, because I was still too young. But, you know, pencil, pe- pencils, yeah, uh, small tools, stuff like that. And then self-fisting. Yeah, actually, I self-fisted myself before getting fisted by someone else. And and then I properly got fisted when I was 19 for the first time. And that was a revelation. Like, after this, that, w- that, w- that was it. I knew that was my thing, and there was no- nothing else could, like, take take me to that place. So you never really uh, had that period like a lot of people do when they start off kind of, you know, quote unquote vanilla gay and, you know, because I think a lot of people's journey is like, you know, start off as, you know, just kind of a size queen, they realise bigger is better and then it just kind of progresses. Yeah. But you kind of from very early age were like, this is something different and this is what I want to be a part of. That's the thing. Like I never actually, before getting into fisting, I was never enjoying being a bottom. I never really enjoyed like a dick fucking me. That was not... I, I, I did it like a few times, but I never had like a really good time taking a dick. And then when I got fisted, I was like, epiphany, that was it. That was, 
That's why the do you thing think that was that you, that you just didn't enjoy regular fucking? It's it's I don't know actually. It's I it's hard to explain. Like I, I think I mean it's a very uh, psycholo- psychological psychological that psychological (laughs) you know it's very much in your head like you're you need to get relaxed and blah 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 and of course the the first guy who ever fisted me was my boyfriend so I was very much into it and I was really hungry for it and it it felt like so tender and smooth and it was not extreme like all the the porn I've seen before it was like very tender very soft and and yeah, I had my first orgasm that night. Like the first time I got fisted, I got this orgasm. I never got, like I never came when I was getting fucked before, before that. Like I never had like any, um, that kind of emotion. So yeah, it changed everything. It's interesting to hear that because <clears throat> I've been dealing with this subject recently when training new guys for fisting and they say to me, I mentioned this last episode a bit, they say to me, oh, um, fisting is really nice to watch and, and I'd love to try it, but I understand it's not, it's not like sex. And I said to them, what? Fisting is sex. And they're like, no, no, fucking is sex. Mm. Fisting is something else. Mm. But for you, uh, the way you yeah. describe it, fisting, fisting is, is your sex. Oh yeah, it completely is. Like I, yeah, like I, I get that a lot. Like, do you like normal sex or, yeah? It, actually, it's a funny thing. Like, it, so I live in Japan, and in Japanese, there is the word sex, and the word fisting is like a completely different concept. So when people say playing fisting or whatever, they it, it comp- it's completely separated from the concept of having sex. It's more like a sports thing. It's like it's a it's a practice. It's it's something that you do, but it's not like sex is like using dick and making love. And fisting is not part of it at all in most people's mind here. So it's um it's always a struggle because I have to explain, yeah, but no, f- getting fisted is my sex. It's like how I how I get off. It's like that's all. That's all there is for me. It's a bit like when people have this kind of, um, I mean, com- completely full false idea of like lesbians having sex. Like, well, if there's not penetration, then that's not like really sex, is it? And it's like, yeah, that, well, yeah. first of all, fuck you. And second, it's like, it's like that. That's their definition of sex. However, they want if they want to include penetration. If they don't, that's that's their sex, and that's completely uh, valid. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I I know gay guys who play with other gay guys and they don't have penetration and they have sex still. So, yeah, all the like all sexualities, all practices are valid. Like as long as you're getting off, what's wrong with it? You know, as long as you're happy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. When did you first start performing in front of a camera? Um, I think six, six or seven years ago. Well, it's a funny thing. Uh, I actually never talked about that, but um, how it started was on Tumblr. I <laughs> before I yeah Tumblr a long time ago. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> um, before I post my own pictures, someone posted my pictures on Tumblr. Someone who stole my pictures. It was private on a different website, but it was you know private with a passcode and stuff, and. And then a few months later, I find my own pictures of me getting uh, fisting myself and playing with toys in my ass on Tumblr. And it was, he had like a lot of likes. And I was like, fuck, that's, that was not the plan. Uh, but it turned me on so much that that's when I started like posting more pictures and I made my first video at the, uh, around that time. Um, so that's really not okay. Uh, I'm not approving of the practice of stealing people's pictures, but the situation for me was a big turn on because I'm exhibition exhibitionist, so I love people watching me. That's a fact. Um, Did you know that before uh, the pictures were leaked, or was that something you discovered through that that, that that you really loved other people watching you? Yeah, no, I discovered on Tumblr, and I was like shocked at first, but also turned on at the same time. But yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That was not the plan. That was not... 
no, I, I knew th I knew that I was an exhibitionist, but still I was, you know, I was like very young. So I never thought of doing porn or anything. At, at what point did you decide to turn it into a career? So after I, I started posting my first videos, after Tumblr, I moved to Xtube and there was one, two, three, few videos that got really big, like really popular. And I was kind of overwhelmed by it. I think that's where I first discovered you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on? It was like hundreds of thousands of views and I was like not expecting it at all. And so I got scouted by uh, Falcon in the US for, uh, they contacted me and they say, do you want to perform in Las Vegas? We, uh, we have a, a shooting coming soon and we, we need performers. So I took a few days to think about it, and then I went for it. But then I thought it would be just one-time thing. And then they called me again, and it worked. And I kept doing more videos on my own for Xtube, all for free. For me, it was just for fun. Like, it was not a career. Also, I'm a filmmaker, so I... Like, filmmaking was my passion way, way before doing porn or anything. Um, so for me, making those videos on Xtube was a way to practice my editing skills and experimenting with a medium of video. And then I met Buck Angel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Legend. Buck Angel, we, we, we met in Tokyo. He was visiting during uh, Tokyo Pride and we shot a pawn, uh, a pawn together. And that's when he basically yelled at me, stop making videos for free. <laughs> <laughs> It was like, your videos are too good to be, to, you know, uh, it's too good to be free. You should make a living out of it. And that's pretty much what happened. Like, I needed this push. Uh, like, I, for me, it was really not, I, did, I never thought that I had a level or anything to, um, to start doing that. But then he introduced me to some people to work on my website. And so basically the people who work on my website are also the team people with him, uh, the team working with him on his website. And yeah, so that was three years ago now. So you really started the website before this OnlyFans, Just For Fans phenomenon really kicked off. I, yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's probably around the same time. But yeah, they, they got way bigger after. It was not exactly a thing. Like it was more like X. Everybody was on XTube and uh, Pornhub and stuff like that. But the yeah, OnlyFans just for fans got bigger way after. And like I, I get that. I, I get asked a lot. Why don't you do like a just for fans? And I'm. It's I I enjoy having my own website, my my own platform with my own aesthetic, and um, not sharing a platform that's so like. Um, it's very saturated. It is. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's a little bit like going to the supermarket, you know, there's a lot of stuff everywhere. And there's great quality over there. And there's also very bad stuff. And it's hard to find what you like in it, in my opinion. So yeah, like you said, it's a little, it's way over, oversaturated. So I like having my own platform on my website, my, my own side and doing my yeah my thing on my own like i don't depend on any platform i'm the boss i do whatever i want on my website and i don't depend on any rule or censorship because like i heard that uh, OnlyFans is recently uh, censoring fisting so yeah really yeah it's yeah it's already like a banned word on there okay yeah, you, you can't mention it on, on, on there. But they're not going to stop people from being able to show it in their films, right? I, th I think if you, like, report it, then they're not going to screen every single thing, you know. But they'll, um, you know, if someone flags it, you know, because it flags it as obscene content. But, yeah, not being able to tag it in the first place makes it kind of stupid. Yeah, it's like it? a bad word. You can't put a hashtag fist. It's like, oh, no. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like you putting, like, child porn or something on it. It's like, oh, no. You know, it's, mm. you know, yeah. which, is, which is crazy. It's kind of lumped in that sort of category. Yeah. Yeah. What I say, I what what I sorry. No, <laughs> if someone fucks up on the website doing like a, I don't know, like giving a bad image of something or the fisting of any other fetish or something, everybody's taking for the for the group. Um, 
if like I don't know how to explain that, but like it's a big platform and everybody is kind of dependent of each other. Um, so if every, if some once uh, one person give like a bad image of with his porn doing something wrong, then everybody's gonna take for the. So I like being on my side and completely independent. What I absolutely love about your sites, and say I've signed up a few times over the years, um, and what always, I mean, I mean, I, I, I think the thing I messaged you not too long ago, I was like, you fucking bitch, and you're like, what? And you're like, this in one video alone, it was so hot. I mean, there was many hot videos, but you had in one scene, I think it was it was you, Bullrog, and Punch ninety three, and within just this one scene, you had you know someone muscled, someone slim, someone twinky. Hairy, smooth, um, you know, aggressive punching, tender, soft, intimate, rough. It was just all going on in that, um, which was amazing. I was like, I don't know, I, I don't know what to masturbate to first. Um, <laughs> so you have that, and also you. I mean, you've done. I mean, you've done scenes with people who are gender fluid. Um, you featured women, so many shapes, sizes, races. Um, and I can't think of anywhere else that's really doing that right now. Um, what, what, what's your thought process behind, behind, behind creating videos? How do you select partners to film with? I think for me, it's more like there's no concept behind it. Every time I'm shooting something, I contact a model, I, someone that I am into, and I ask them, what do you want to do? What do you like? What are your kinks? What are your... Um, fantasies whatever we can try whatever so we we compose basically and we improvise from there there's no concept there's no script there's no I, i'm not thinking like okay next time i need like a guy with that kind of shape or next time i need a trans guy or next time i need a black guy no that's not how i do it like i i might meet someone and just decide to film the next day just because i just we we met and click and and it's we make it happen right away. I, I, I tend to think that the the, the more you think the process, you, the more you think the concept, the more you're killing the vibe. So, do you ever have like an audience in mind? Do you think, well, that's my following, that's my audience. I need to cater for that or make make, make them happy. I mean, I know that I have to stick to fisting, but also that there's no chance for me to, you know, go somewhere else. Like, fisting is the main thing, that's all. So, no, I don't really have, I don't really think of the audience. Uh, recently, I, actually last week or two weeks ago, I released a, a scene with women. That was the first time, like, it's a bi scene with uh, Yoshi Kawasaki, Mistress Kinako and Mistress Hinako. Though they are two, like, Japanese mistresses, and I, I do know that it won't be for everyone. Um, and I'm fine with it. Like, I, because I'm having fun. So as long as, you know, I'm enjoying the process, I'm enjoying the moment, um, I'm basically exploring all my fantasies, like my own things. So if you don't like it, it's fine. You, you might like the, the next video better. But I'm not going to censor myself for it. I see. It strikes me that you, you're quite, quite artistic in that way, because I think a lot of artists would say exactly that, that, uh, you know, if say you go to a concert and um, you don't like every, every piece that's played, right. but it's right. not up to you as the, as the listener to decide what is played. You can like it or not, but you still went to the concert because you like the artist yeah. and you'll probably still yeah. like the artist after the concert. Um, so you're willing to be led by what the artist chooses to do. Yeah. And I think a person with, with such a following such as yourself um, can be confident enough to, to go and do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I j I'm just trying to stay true to myself. Like, that's how I started. Like, I, I just, I started making videos for my own and because I wanted to show off and I'm an exhibitionist. But from the beginning, it was showing my stuff and showing what I like. So I stick with that. You have a very famous, um, how do you put it, a tagline, a motto, a mission uh, statement. Yes. My hole my is my curse. curse. We, we uh -huh. must destroy it so I can find serenity. Uh -huh. 
How did that come about? I don't remember. That's <laughs> just, you just said it in the throes of passion and just like, yeah, write that down. It's from the days on Tumblr. It was just uh, one time, like it was the, the legend of a picture, uh, the caption of the, uh, of the picture, and that was it. It stayed. Like I remember a few guys like liking this sentence a lot and reusing it, so it became my catchphrase. So now I do. I have T-shirts and stuff. <laughs> uh, I have a friend who has it tattooed on his I leg. I know. <laughs> there are in this world. Can you believe there are two guys who actually tattooed it on there? One, one on his leg and one on his arm. Um, one being uh, Apollo Sanchez, a porn, porn actor in Brazil. So I'm like, what? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I kind of. I mean, I mean, to a slightly you know lesser extent, like seeing people with like my artwork on t-shirts on the other side of the world i'm like what you're just walking around yeah. with this with this little piece of myself really kind of out, 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 out in the world it's um it's a very humbling experience but yeah, yeah i actually offered when uh one of my friends i gifted him one of your t-shirts with a prolapse uh, and the other day he was wearing it at, at brunch <laughs> honey <laughs> You know, it's it's like a huge, huge prolapse in the middle of the yeah. of like a six arms, I think five or six. So it's it's two people fisting a hole, but then the bottom has got is kind of like stretching open his hole as well. So it's five hands going on there. There you go. Five hands, one yeah, rose. It's beautiful. Yeah, lovely. I think and I, it, yeah, it yeah. Beautiful. And the guy and the, and and the guy the guy whose hole it is is cute as a button. So um, yeah, you you should release what? a brunch wear line. I, you know, I'm so tense because people are like, oh, I, you know, I, I really want to like wear, wear your artwork, but it's like, I, I don't know where I could wear it. It's like so graphic and I'm just, but then I ask people, I kind of do like polls on Twitter and it's like, you know, would, would, do you want me to do like a censored range or something a bit more, you know, safe for work? People go, no, keep it, keep it graphic, keep it vulgar. Yeah, and I'm like, I okay, agree. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, how often do people actually look at people's t-shirts on the street? Like I have one that says Greedy Hole, one of these Gear Berlin ones. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I walked through the city the other day. Um, nobody looks. Nobody looks. Really? I think maybe five percent of people look, and if they look, either they they don't register, or maybe gay men would look and be like, ah, mm-hmm, okay. But <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. People are too busy dealing with their own shit to think about what's on your t-shirt. I reckon. I ha- well, I think it's very much a Berlin thing, but yeah, it could also be. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Also, text is different when you, than like a very graphic picture. Like, even if you just have a glimpse at it, it's like, oh, wow, what the fuck? <laughs> like a text, you have the you have to make the effort to read it. Yeah, exactly. That's true. I really wanted to talk to you about your passion for safety. You're, you're very strict on glove use, no chems. How did this come about? Did you have experience of playing with chems and you were put off by it? Was it something you've always stood by? What's been your sort of journey with that? I think it's the same as why did I start porn uh, the way I started doing my making videos. I just express, I mean, I just make it happen the way I do it in real life. So I always played safe. Um, I never use, I mean, I did use camps once or twice, twice, actually. I tried, so I'm not completely innocent, but now I know. Um, And I really don't like it. That's one thing. I'm not judge, judging anyone. I, I do understand why people would use them. But as a fisty and a fister, I tried not to advise to use them just because, well, first of all, you want to feel everything. And once you're high, you won't feel everything exactly the, same, the, the way they actually feel. Like, I don't know. I, I've seen guys getting high and really fucked up and... I've seen accidents. I've heard many stories from people in recovery. I think we, we have like a big problem in the fisting community with camps. And and it's too often encouraged uh, when young guys are practicing for the first time with someone who has more experience and that person with more experience is going to say, oh, yeah, you can take that small amount. You're going to be fine. Uh, that happened to me before when I was way younger. And... That shouldn't be, in my opinion, the way to start fisting. Um, because 
once you take drugs to get fisted, then you you will get used to it, and you will you might think that you need them every time you want to get fisted again. And yeah, so many young guys are getting into fisting now, and they think they need that or that to uh, to get stretched or to open, and that's not true. Like you don't need anything. It's, it's just about practice. So when I started fisting, like I said, I got fisted for the first time. I was 19. Um, I never used any drugs for six, seven years. Then I tried once. It was a complete disaster. I mean, yes, I had fun for 12 hours, but then I got depressed for two weeks, crying every day for no reason. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, for, for me, it's really not worth it. But I know everybody reacts differently. Um, everybody's different. Every every opinion is also different. All that you would you should know is that you need to regulate yourself and be careful and know what you're doing and know the consequences and stay in control as much as you can. You could get like very badly injured or get addicted or both at the same time, and yeah, it can it can lead to terrible stuff. So. That's why it's it's important for me when I recruit models for my for my porn. I want sober guys. I don't care if they used to use. That's completely fine if they're in recovery and stuff. But I want them to be sober when they're with me because I want the video to be authentic and I want the connection. And I struggle to connect with guys when they're high. Um, it happened to me like last year. I went to a fist party in 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 Paris and that guy was really hot and he started like can you fist me so of course I of course I wouldn't say no but then I was really into him and I started fisting him and it was so easy like he's always completely open so that was nice but then I, I looked at his face and he was so not with me it was like like usually a hole would open because the guy is into you you know, and the interaction and you you caress him, you kiss him, you take your time to open him up. And the guy was open from the beginning just because he was high, not because he was into me. And we had no connection at all. And I could punch him to the to the elbow. Fun. But then he would never look at me in the eyes. I was not having fun fisting him. And and it could take for hours from anyone and it was not even moaning at all it was just almost sleeping in his you know it was on the on the sling getting punch fisted and no reaction from it from, from anything like i could double punch him like fist him to the elbow and no no reaction that was yeah that i'm really not into that yeah i understand and especially when when it comes to this this special act of fisting as as the top using your hands which are not not sexual organs you need that connection otherwise you feel like you're playing a sport or fixing fixing something in your house or whatever um it's why you know there there are times when i've been sitting there trying to fist someone and and thinking um what am i even doing here because there's just nothing coming back from the bottom because they're yep. too high. And also because I, I have a... I don't know if I'm lucky, but I get a lot of orgasm when I'm getting fisted. So I want to give that as well when I'm, on top, when I'm topping someone. I want you to have this feeling, overwhelming feeling that makes you laugh or cry or shake or whatever. But like, if you're going to be numbed by the drugs you're taking and then getting fisted for how many hours without having any reaction. The only pleasure you're taking is actually in your brain from the drug, but not from the fisting, not from the action. So is it worth it? As a top, I really don't like it. And also the, the few the, the couple of times I tried drugs, I was numbed. So yeah, I played for many hours, but then I never reached the high point of the orgasm that I'm getting so often when I'm when I'm getting fisted sober. So, was it worth it again? Like getting fisted for hours but not reaching the 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 orgasm. 
for me I don't think it is it's like of course it's personal and everybody everybody's story is different but yeah do you have to say no uh, to a lot of people like whether, whether that be in personal yeah. life or filmmaking like sorry this just isn't gonna work yeah all the time I mean so I'm lucky enough to live in Japan where drugs are not that easily accessible even though it's getting there sadly but every time I go back to Europe uh, I struggle a lot I had a few times where I was like in Paris and Spain and I would spend weekends alone because I couldn't find guys who were not high um, and like I get message from guys like on on social media is like oh yeah you you you're in Barcelona so you must get it probably you're getting fisted every hour by a different guy but I wish but no it's not it's not happening because so many guys are like hey you wanna you wanna come over we have that and that and like no I don't like yeah I even had it just um, arriving here in Berlin you know because it's what would, would, would have been Folsom weekends which I, I, I forgot like when I um, booking the flight so of course as soon as I landed the apps just went nuts and it was just I'm, I'm 90% it was just guys like really high um, and just like hey meet now fist now and I'm just like hang on like I need to talk to you I need to suss you out I need to see if there's a connection here if there's something to build on um, I've also got plans. I'm, you know, I'm a busy gal. So I've got to like fit you into my schedule. It's like, oh no, I'm only here for like another day. And it's like, wow. So you were going to like find someone, play or, you, you know, it's just such a hurried experience. I always find with chems. It's, it's, it's so we've got to do this now. Um, we've got, we've got to take it to, you know, to the maximum level instantly. And all these things just really like turn me off. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it completely. So yeah, you must be, oh God, you must be getting it, you know, in, instantly in Berlin. I was like, not really, no. <laughs> She's picky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are we picky? I don't know. It's like... High standards. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's the that's the thing. Like you, you go to a fisting party, like a house, a home party, and there's like 10 guys and nine of them are high. And they're going to stay on the couch looking at their phones, trying to find the next guy. But we're already 10 in the room. Like, what else do you need? <laughs> it happens so many times. So I'm always the first to leave the room. <laughs> what, what, what have you got next in the works for the websites? So there's an ongoing series called Lockdown with Yoshi Kawasaki. Uh, we filmed that during the lockdown, actually. Um, so basically we were stuck together and we filmed eight episodes of really, really piggy sex and every episode is becoming piggier. So it's fun. It's fun. It's really increasing every episode and I'm, st I'm still, uh, working on the editing of the last episode and I'm like, wow, that's nasty. <laughs> When when I feel like it's nasty, then I know I reached the point. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have I gone too far? <laughs> Am I gonna get arrested? <laughs> well, I know that Yoshi because um, he's not necessarily only into fisting. He loves fisting, but he's not. He's also in more like a classical porn, like the the. <laughs> um, he gets sometimes messages of messages from guys who say like, "Please stop! It's too much." <laughs> yeah, you see, you seem to have found a really good, um, collaborate. Yeah, connect, connect, connection in Yoshi and a good sort of yeah. It's it's it seems to be really good. Yeah, sort of we're very very good friends out of, out of porn. Like we we're very close. We we live like five minutes from each other now, um, so we basically meet almost every day. Uh, so yeah, we have a very strong friendship and that's why it's so easy to, to film with him and to go so piggy because we, we have the same nasty fantasies. So it doesn't have it it doesn't have any limits, so we push each other. <laughs> Sounds perfect. <laughs> Was yeah. is that a, a bit of a unique case in Japan or do you find you you are able to meet lots of guys who are that way in Um No, there are a few guys like that. But the Japanese culture is like pushing people to be very 
uh, conservative and very shy and not too too out there. So even if people might be very big in bed, they don't express it. Uh, I was told once by a Japanese guy that, well, we fisted each other. And then he was saying, like, please don't tell anyone because everybody knows about you. So, like, if we if we are seen together, uh, people will know about me. Kind of thing. <laughs> How so did you take that? It's, yeah, I mean, it's very common here that, yeah, guys... A lot of people don't even come out to their family here, so um, it's very different, very different, yeah. But it's still out there. Um, we can, you, you can find them easily in Japan, more and more easily. The very little I know about Japanese culture is that they have this, um, they're very big into their taboo topics, and like I've heard that there are vending machines with used underwear and stuff in the works yeah yeah it is a thing it, it does exist how does fisting and kink fit into that kind of culture where does it yeah what is that exactly Fist, fisting is not that big um i would say the main fetishes the main kinks in japan would be well bdsm very much the into the role play and costume they love their costumes so lots of cosplay uh so even when you think like kink culture, it doesn't have to be like leather and rubber like it would be in Europe or sportswear. But it would be, well, yeah, sports uniform, like they love their baseball uniforms. Um, <laughs> but also more like fur furries. So they would have like mascots and stuff like that or giant manga um, try that. figurines. <laughs> well, they put, you know, like there's one party I, I go to a lot called uh, Department H. And there, it's both men and women. And um, there's one character that he's or she's there all the time. I don't know. They're there every time. And it's like a huge manga figure. Like the head is like really, really big uh, with giant eyes. And it's like a whole costume. And I don't even know how they move in it. And it's going to be like really hard inside. And yeah, it's one of the Japanese fetish that I don't see anywhere else. So it's yeah, it's a completely different uh, culture, and the the fisting in there is very very niche. It, it used to be very big, I would say fifteen years ago. So you have a lot of guys in their fifties, sixties who are into fisting, um, and we're going back to chem chem sex uh, conversation because they used to have a drug that was available here freely in any sex shop. And they forbid it like 10 or 15 years ago. And fisting stopped. The kind, kind of died with it. What, because once the drug was not available anymore, a lot of guys thought that they were not able to take fist anymore. And yeah, so so now it takes uh, people like me and other friends of, of mine to uh, re-educate people and telling them that they don't need the drugs to get fisted. So we are slowly spreading the message and it's getting bigger and bigger. So it's fun. You've always been so open about kind of demystifying the process. And I, I know a lot of older guys into fisting who kind of like it to be behind closed doors. They like it to be se kind of secretive or like, oh, don't don't mm -hmm. give away the tricks of the trade. It's like, well, that's I, I get that. But equally, like, but then this could kind of die, you know, and it's, you, you know, like you, you, you want to introduce new people, young people in, into this and how to do it safely, how to do it fun, you know, because... Mm. Porn shouldn't be the only avenue that you discover this, really. Um... Yes, someone told me that I, I was um, making fisting mainstream, and apparently it was apparently it was a bad thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm very happy with uh, fisting becoming mainstream. Like the more, the merrier, you know. So yeah, I love I love playing with beginners. Uh, as long as, you know, they are willing to learn and listening and not just want to fill some holes because they watch porn and they want to, you know, punch without knowing how it works. But no, I, I yeah, I love playing with beginners. Um, two, two weeks ago, I shot, uh, I shot in Osaka. No, last week, I shot in Osaka with a, a twink. He was 20, 21 years old, I think. He never got fisted by anyone, but he could fist himself. And 
and he wanted to play with me and so we I brought the camera and we started playing and he was like amazing like I started punching him in and out like from the beginning <laughs> I was really surprised and like yeah the beginners you know they, when they are willing when they really want it it's not it doesn't have to be boring so go for go for the beginners like just don't leave them on the side and yeah I don't know you mentioned that you started with with Tumblr. I think it's fair to say a lot of people from from Tumblr and Xtube yeah. have very much migrated now to Twitter, and that's become yeah. a huge community. What do you make of like the Twitter fisting community now? Well, if you asked me that a year ago, I would have said it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of know the answer but, to this question, but I'll let yeah. you I'll let you talk. <laughs> Um, so I'm banned from Twitter forever. Forever? <laughs> forever. Uh, How many times do you have to get banned for them to ban you for life? I I don't really know. Um, I think I've been, I, I've been suspended four times in total. You bad, bad girl. I know. No, the, the thing is, I, I wish I knew why, but I don't even know why. I mean, I, I, I have my idea, but, um... Yeah, I think I've been suspended four times. And the last time I tried, the last account I had was suspended after 10 seconds. Oh my God. <laughs> so basically they know my IP address, my like my name is a red flag and everything. Like, it's crazy. Anything, anything, anything related to me is red flagged apparently. But that means people must have reported you at some point. And that's how yeah, they found out. I mean... I have a few haters apparently, and one one was like very hateful. Um, he, he, I think that guy is a reason why I got suspended from Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, he sent me death threat for dozens of accounts uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Like you're gonna die, you're gonna this and that. He was a fan at first, but then I don't know. He you just rejected him. You didn't respond in the way he wanted crazed fans yeah yeah so yeah that's the way it is and i contacted twitter hundreds of times but no answers not even once so i mean i mean i've had my issues with instagram i've been kicked off that twice this year and right yeah and i i have my switch i think it's and i think i know who i think it's because someone was reporting me because i mean you get savvy and obviously i try and censor my artwork on instagram as much as possible so i kind of know like certain shapes and things get 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 flagged but obviously i'm only you know a very small person on there so i'm like if, if i'm getting taken down it's like it's because somebody's really actively reporting yeah my my yeah. my content so, uh yeah. yeah which is a shame so i think so i think i preemptively blocked this person on my latest instagram but hopefully that will solve the problem this time around <laughs> we'll see but i'm not going getting too invested yeah. in this instagram I wanted to just take it back to, to what we were talking about five minutes ago, um, and, and perhaps this is a good place to also have a nice wrap-up. Um, uh, talking about legacy and what we're giving to the community, um, beyond, of course, making money um, out of this, what do you consider your legacy to be, and what are you giving people? What do you hope lives on beyond you? Uh, Axel drops dead tomorrow. <laughs> well, how will we remember you? How do you want us to remember you? <laughs> well, I like, like I said, I I hope if I'm making fisting mainstream, um, I hope that I'm yeah bring bringing more people to uh yeah to the to to pleasure the pleasure of fisting and you know spread spreading the spreading the word spreading the passion for it and the right way so hopefully try experiment without drugs just discover your body explore your body and yeah if i can push people to uh, to explore more of their body and know more of themselves and you know um enjoying enjoying life enjoying pleasure i mean fisting is is a big relief i know every time i feel stress every time i have anxiety fisting helps me so hopefully it can bring the same thing to uh to to my audience to the people who stumble upon my porn and discover what fisting is about well i'd say you're doing that so job well done Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely.
But yeah, also, th there's probably one thing is the um, a lot of people still struggle talking about sexuality, um, talking about especially kink. Like a lot of people want to keep it in the closet or, you know, behind whatever. I mean, a lot of people are not comfortable feeling, expressing uh, what they like and people should remember that kink uh, kinks or fisting whatever like sex is fun sex is joy so it's it's not something you should be ashamed of and even though even though the society push you to to feel that you should not talk about it and you should not show it off well i've never been happier in my life than than when i was able to talk to all of my friends and even my straight friends about fisting and how i enjoy it so yeah i think that <laughs> if that's my if if that can be my legacy i would be really happy to uh, to bring that to people who struggle who are not yet comfortable with it showing that once you're comfortable with it it's just amazing well, amen to that. I think that's a perfect Good answer. <laughs> point, point, yeah. point to end on. Um, Axel, thank you so much for talking to us. This honestly means thank the world to us to do me. it. Um, yeah, so you're, you're, you're one of our favourite people to talk to. You're top of the list. Um, thank so, you. Thank you. Um, yeah, where can people find you on the interwebs? <laughs> right. Not, not Twitter. Not on Twitter. <laughs> Mainly uh yes if you want to read about me there's like my biography on the website there's uh, i post uh, there's a new section where i blog on it since i'm banned from all social medias there's this blog where i you don't need to be a member to read the blog so please explore read about whatever i'm talking about sometimes i talk about music about movies about my life about yeah um events I'm also working on an event in Tokyo, a kink event in Tokyo that should happen hopefully next year uh, called Kink. So yeah, everything is on axelabis.com. You can, if you really, really want to see me on Twitter, then you can follow Axelabis fans. And on Instagram, there's a guy who's doing an amazing job. I don't know who that is, but thank you so much. Um, Axelabis updates. Wonderful. Thank you very much, Axel. Thank you so much. You, you have a beautiful day in Tokyo. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. -bye. Bye.